Hello, everybody. I'm Kenneth Copeland. This is the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. Thank you, Father. We are so... We are just caught up, really, in the glory in this studio. The insights that you've granted us and the covenant meal, also known as the Last Supper. That covenant meal... And its deepest meanings that we're learning from Professor Stevens and his study of Hebrew and his his teaching of the Old Testament in Kenneth Copeland Bible College. We're, we're, well, we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, you were talking last week about the way they were in that room. Mm -hmm. It's night, Mm -hmm. middle of the night. And there's no chairs in there. No, probably not. No, No, they're they're, they're, reclining on cushions is the tradition. Yeah, yeah. Certainly not at a table the way the, the, way the no, Gentilized no, no, no. idea right, that right. was. With Jesus in the middle, it just, that just didn't happen. And John is, you, and you were saying last week that he's reclining on, the book says, that he's reclining on him. And I didn't think about it until this morning when Cher was, was, uh, putting my my makeup on for the broadcast. And like I said last week, <clears throat> I take communion a lot. Yes. And Greg, I didn't I didn't realize it until this morning. Now you were talking about John being there right there on would have probably been on his right side yeah. because at one point during the Seder meal you lean to your left. And so if 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 this way, we'd be close to each other. You would actually lean up against me. And that's what he did. That's what he did. Well, I hadn't really th- thought about that part. Of, in fact, I I knew he was there leaning on him, but I didn't know those kind of details. Because it dawned on me this morning, when I take communion, I'm, I'm usually sitting there at my study or maybe, maybe another room in my in my home. And I close my eyes on purpose because I place myself in my mind in that setting. Now, isn't this amazing? Hmm. I didn't do this on purpose. Mm -hmm. I would close my eyes and I have the communion element in my hand. Particularly when I have the cup of the blood. And Greg, I can see it right now. He's not standing up. I didn't realize that John was right there. But I'm looking just a little bit up at him like I am you now. Mm -hmm. From that side. 
Mm-hmm. Your spirit pictured your spirit. Yeah, it pictured it. And, of course, the Spirit of God in me knows this exactly what it looks like. He was there. He was there. <laughs> Absolutely was there. He was there in the flesh. Yes, sir. And, and and he was there on the inside of Jesus. Yes, sir. He was there on Jesus because he'd been baptized in the Holy Spirit. And now he's in you. Now he's in me, same spirit. And so when you consciously wanted to put yourself in that place, he placed you right, right there. there. The disciple whom the Lord loved. I'm telling you, it's 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 when I see it in my mind, it was right here. Mm-hmm. So I would actually be leaning up against John. You'd be leaning I didn't realize that till right this morning, man. Absolutely right. And then Judas was probably to the left on that night because of the way something is described. Peter will try to get John's um, uh, attention. So if you don't mind, let me just show you uh, from John chapter 12. We'll look at a couple of details because Jesus is going to do something different. He's transitioning. He's revealing what the Seder is about. He's transitioning them into this new covenant. Now, let me let me say this. This is why it is so important to know the details from a man that is a a student of the Hebrew language. He's still studying the Hebrew language. And he he has worked with and studied with rabbis going all the way back to when he was pastoring in San Diego. That's true. And uh, when he had a very close friend, and um, you correct me if I don't say this right, but Greg called his rabbi friend and said, "Teach me your book." And and the rabbi said, "Okay, you te- if you'll teach, teach me, me your book, book, I'll teach you my that's book." Ah, oh, come on, man! Yes, yes. <laughs> and that's that's what just thrust you into this study, didn't? Come, it? let us reason together. And and I've learned they have a different style. Rabbinic teaching is different, and that. We'll, we'll do what we're doing right here. That's what makes this program what it is, is you come, let us reason together. Look at, man, this verse, I see this, and I see this, yeah. and I see this. Oh, yeah. And that's what they do. Yeah. Um, and and they've been it. doing it for thousands of years. And that's what they they ought to know something about it. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. <laughs> Glory yes, to God. Amen. Amen. I would love to be able to quote the Bible. Well, they can quote those first five. Yes, books. they can. The best of the best can. Yes, yeah. you bet. You bet. Anyway, go All ahead, right. sir. John chapter 12. Um, I'm setting this up for what's about to happen here. This is also what happened in Mark chapter 11 and getting into this. Jesus, they've, they've come through the, the streets with him. He's already said, my hour has come because the Gentiles have believed on him. Verse 42 is interesting. Nevertheless, among the chief rulers also many believed on him. Yes. Now, now this goes what you said, I think it was yesterday. Or, or a Monday, I don't know now, uh, about the difference between the name, oh, yeah. confessing the name, yeah. or just the Messiah. Yeah, that was yesterday. Look at this. Um, Nevertheless, among the chief rulers, and also many believed on him, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him. There it is. Lest they should be put out of the synagogue. So they never confessed him as Lord. His, you know, they believed, but they didn't confess. Nevertheless, okay, if you got a nevertheless, let's back up. Mm -hmm. Verse 39, therefore, they could not believe because that Isaiah said again, he hath blinded their eyes and hardened their heart 
that they should not see with their eyes nor understand with their heart and be converted lest I should heal them. These things is us said as us when he saw his glory and spake of him. Nevertheless, among the chief rulers also many believed on him. They did it anyway. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, they did it anyway. Mm-hmm. But because of the Pharisees, they didn't want to get kicked out of church. That's right. They wouldn't confess him as Lord. They believed, but they wouldn't. He's the guy, but I'm not going to confess him as Lord. Because they didn't want to lose uh, their status. Verse 43, for they love the praise of men more than the praise I of God. I would put Nicodemus in that category. Absolutely. Absolutely, I would too. Absolutely, I would too. Because so, he came to him at night. Now, Jesus, if you follow these things, he's going to teach about light and darkness. Abiding in the light, abiding in the darkness. And we get over here to now chapter 13. Jesus knew that his hour was come in verse 1. And you see on down, here's what I want to get to. Um, in verse 4, it says that he, he riseth from supper, yeah. laid aside his garments, took his tallit, his prayer shawl off, yeah. um, and took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin. Now, that goes back to Cana of Galilee, right there. Very first miracle. Here we are there again, are repeating again. again. He poureth water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet to wipe them with a towel wherewith he was girded. He came, we know the story, he comes to Peter. Peter says, you're not going to do that to me. Uh, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to allow that. And he says, if I don't wash you, you have no part in me. Now, what is he doing? He's fulfilling. Everything Jesus does is fulfillment. Of, he said, I didn't come to destroy the law, Everything. but to fulfill it. Everything. Leviticus chapter 8. You got your Bible? Here we go. Leviticus chapter 8 says this, verse 2. Take Aaron and his sons with him and the garments. Remember, he laid his garment. And the garments and the anointing oil and a bullock for the sin offering and two rams and a basket of unleavened bread. Yes. And gather thou... All the congregation together at, unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. Now, the Hamash will tell you that it's not all of the people well, of Israel. Explain to them what the Hamash it, is. It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the commentaries on the Bible, yeah. uh, the, the first five books there. Um, they will say that that's the leaders, the rulers, yeah. the heads of the tribes. Well, that's who he just said. Some of them believed on him. Yeah. Okay. And Moses did as the Lord commanded him, verse 4. And the assembly was gathered together under the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. Moses said unto them, the congregation, this is the thing which the Lord commanded to be done. And Moses brought Aaron and his sons and washed them with water. Yep. So now, this is exactly what Jesus is doing. This is the second washing of Passover, of the, of the Seder meal. But he's not washing hands. He starts with their feet here. Yes. Um. And he goes on and explains this. This is very interesting. Simon Peter, let me get back here to John chapter 13. Uh, and if you go back, if you go back um, when he's, he's in the home of a, of a guy that really, yeah, he doesn't, he's not showing Jesus any courtesy at all. Right. And this woman washes her, his feet with her tears. Yes. Yeah. And this guy says, yeah, you didn't realize who she is. He said, you didn't wash my feet. And another one, another one will anoint his head. Yep. And that's exactly what he did with Aaron, his feet and his head. Yep. And uh, so now these are two women that do this for Jesus. He said, it's for my burial. 
I had a guy, a funny story on that. I had a guy um, say to me long, short after I was here, um, our sons played ball together. He said, oh, you work over there for Copeland. I said, well, here we go. And hearing that tone, I know what. <laughs> and he looked at my boots, and I had some Cayman, you know, cowboy boots on, Cayman alligator cowboy boots on. And he says, well, I guess you're a Copelandite now. I'm seeing you wearing those. And he says, it won't be long. You'll be driving a Mercedes. And a little Keith Moore came on to me. Well, you say so. If you say so. Yeah, yeah if I'll you go say for so. that. <laughs> but but this is, that's exactly what happened with Judas. Judas got upset about that person breaking that. So we can start to see a transition Greg, happening. That spirit of Judas. Now, Keith Moore really enjoys, it's not the only kind of shoes he wears, but he enjoys um, alligator shoes. Of course, they're, they're Cayman. Mm-hmm. And there was this particular company that he that that uh, Phyllis ordered them online. Mm-hmm. She had looked everywhere and found those beautiful shoes that he wore. And so she was ordering these shoes there and had bought several pair. Well, he wanted a different color, I think it was. But anyway, she... She'd call in the order, and he said, I'm sorry, I can't sell you those shoes. She said, why? Because you're Keith Moore's wife. (laughs) What? And you're something like this. You're deceiving the body of Christ on that prosperity thing, and I'm not going to be a part of it, and I'm not going to sell you those shoes. Hmm. Now, what was it Brother Hagin said? That's ignorance gone Gone to seed. Absolutely true. No, that's stupidity gone to seed. It is from, well, your traditions make the Word of God no effect. No effect. That's dangerous. When a person thinks that way, and judged Keith Moore's never seen him, doesn't have an, any idea what he no. preached, but he judged him. Yeah, that's Judas. That is very dangerous, and it is the spirit of Judas. Yes, sir. It's exactly what that is. And either today or tomorrow, well, I want to say some things about Judas. Let me, but anyway, let me just you show you something right here with this. Oh, by the way, I'm driving a Mercedes. Uh, good. Yeah. Exactly Glory. what that guy said. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> if you say so, that's why yeah. I told him. Yeah. Because I started to think how to answer him. And I heard you Keith can't Moore. Answer that. And I just heard Keith Moore. I was saying, well, if you say so. Yeah. You know, and I said, if you yeah, say so. Or, oh, yeah. You know what? That's a pretty good idea. Jesus, I want to thank you for a Mercedes. You talk about shutting somebody down. And <laughs> I never thought of it until you said it, but since you said it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thank you, brother. I'll go for that. <laughs> well, amen. There was a guy one time, because he just put you down in, in this same uh, vein, and how dangerous it is. James Robinson, um, evangelical Baptist. Well, he wasn't supposed to like me. Mm. Because, uh, you know, of his group. And this guy didn't know that James and I are very, very right. close. Right. So they were having a group of ministers, I don't know if it was ministers, conference or whatever it was. And this guy walked up to James and just started in on me. And so James says, uh, Excuse me, just a moment, please. And he, he, he took the guy by the hand. 
He said, this brother has Brother Copeland on his heart, and he's going to lead us in prayer. Would you pray for him? Oh, yes, bless Brother Copeland. But that's the way that needs to be dealt with. That's how you deal with it. That is a a shove-off. It has to do with money and prosperity. It is the spirit of Judas. It should be given to the poor. Now, people quote that like Jesus said it. It is Judas that said that. Judas said it. That's what that man said to me. Some people don't make enough money in a month for the shoes you're wearing on your feet. Well, if they'd, if they'd pay attention to what Brother Copeland preaches, they, they could be making that absolutely true every hour. Absolutely. You can line me up with you any day. I'm, I'm, I'll take it. <laughs> Amen. Uh, so he goes on here. Jesus, Peter says, well, man, my God, wash all of me. Let's go. Wash all of me. Uh, he said, he that is, Jesus says to him, he that is washed, John 13, verse 10, needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit. Now, look, 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 here it is. You and you are clean, but not all. Verse 11, for he knew who should betray him. Therefore, he said, you're not all clean. He's talking. This is now think of what just happened. We just had a Passover Seder. He's identified himself with the cup. He begins to do something totally different. He's doing a priestly. He's moving into his priestly ministries, what oh, Jesus is doing. Yes. And he's doing what Moses did with Aaron. He is anointing ministers oh, of this new man. covenant. Because in chapter 17, since the Holy Spirit, in chapter 17, he says, I'm praying for not just you, but the ones that will believe. Oh, the from your words. Yeah. So he's what he's doing is he's got an ordination service happening. Yes. He's anointing them as priest of this new covenant right then before he goes to the cross. And he and says they don't have any idea what's happening. that they're the apostles of the Lamb. Not yet. They are equal in status to the 12 tribe heads, I guess, of Israel. He is that old covenant they were the type of what's just happening right now. Yes. And he then, the, the apostles of the Lamb, 12 and 12. Yes, sir. Yes, that's got to raise your antenna straight up, brother. 12 and 12. Listen to what he says here in verse 13. You call me Master and Lord, and you say, well, for, and now so is in italics in King James, yeah. for I am. I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you also to wash one another's feet. He's not telling us that we should have foot washing services. You can if you want to. He's telling you you're going to ordain other ministers of this covenant. This is how you're going to do it. Now, they mess it up in the book of Acts. They're going to roll dice to figure out who replaces Judas. This is not the pattern he's shown them. If you go over, what is it, Acts 13, it says, as they ministered, uh, under the Lord, the Holy Ghost said, separate Barnabas and Saul for the work in which I called them. They laid hands on them, doing exactly this. This is the way it was done. This is how you were, there are people that how you were made a prophet. <clears throat> there are people that say that the apostle Paul should have been that. No, he didn't qualify mm. because Peter said to be qualified to be one of us. You had to be there from the beginning all the way yes. to the end. Yes. You had to be a witness to the entire operation. Mm -hmm. Now, look at this right here, verse 18. Jesus is speaking. He says, I speak not of you all. Oh, glory. I know whom I've chosen. 
but that the scripture may be fulfilled. Now, he says something very, very interesting. He that eateth bread with me. Now, this this phrase right here, hath lifted up his heel yes. against me. Yes. Now, I tell you before it comes, before tomorrow comes, I want to tell you so that your faith isn't shaken. When it comes to pass that you may believe I am. Now, what does that whole phrase has take lifted up his heel against me? Yeah. Well, now Jesus is fulfilling everything. That goes all the way back to Genesis 3, the promise about bruise his heel. Yes, it does. But it goes to something else. Let me show you the verse. You ready? Um, Psalm 41, verse 9. David's writing, Yea, my own familiar friend in whom I trusted, which did eat my bread, hath lifted up his heel against me. Dear Lord Jesus. Jesus there it is. is quoting David. Now, here's the thing. David is talking about his friend, his closest counselor in his court. And that man will betray David and go into Absalom's rebellion with Absalom. And he's going to die yes. by hanging himself. Yep. That's exactly what Judas will happen uh, with Judas in just a few short Greg, hours. Greg, I had never seen that. Thank you, sir. That's just outstanding. Now, Judas is not from the north. In David's time, why is that tied to David? In David's time, he's a type of the Messiah. He's the king. In David's time, the, after David... After his son Solomon, the kingdom will split north and south. And the south will be called Judah. Mm-hmm. That's Judas's name. Yeah, that's Judah. his name, Judah. Will be Judah and Israel. Jesus will preach over and over and over, I haven't come except for the lost sheep of Israel. Israel. His whole ministry is in the north, not in the south. He lives in the north. He lives in the tribe of Benjamin, is, is where Jesus' ministry headquarters are. This It's... Judah is the only one we're out of time, and we'll have to pick that up tomorrow. Don't you forget where you are. (laughs) We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.